listening to the Business of Baking podcast with Michelle Green, the small business podcast that's all about successfully running your own sweet food company without losing your mind. If you've ever brought dessert to a party and been told you can make a fortune selling those, then you're in the right place. This is an honest, straight-talking podcast about the highs and lows of being in small business. Fueled by late nights, crazy client stories, and a permanent sugar high, we're going to listen, share, and learn our way to sweet business success. Here's your host, writer, speaker, recovering cake decorator, and incurable sweet tooth, Michelle Green. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Business of Baking podcast. This week's episode is one that I'm, okay, I'm just going to be honest here. I've been kind of avoiding talking about this topic. I don't really know why I've been avoiding about it. It's like a really good topic and I should talk about it. The topic is on being a woman in business. I've had this question come up multiple times where people have asked me, what's it like being a female in business? Like, does it actually affect your business at all being a woman? You know, have you ever faced discrimination in being a woman in business? And it's fascinating because this is a topic I actually care about quite a lot about and it's a topic that I feel really strongly about and maybe that's why I've been a little bit hesitant to share my thoughts but I figure now is as good a time as any let's just rock this right I've never been shy before I'm not gonna be shy now so some of the other questions I've gotten is has it made other people question your capability like the fact that I'm a female how has it made people question me in being able to handle the hurdles that business has thrown do I think it makes other people's more entitled to criticize my business choices because I'm a woman and a mother and how does this affect your life as a business owner these are massive questions and I honestly thought about this for quite a long time because I can only speak from my experience and in the current climate of the Me Too movement and sexism at work and inappropriate behavior and all this kind of stuff that is finally getting a voice and people are finally feeling more and more brave to talk about it, this is a topic that needs more talking about. But I've never had really terrible experiences, thank goodness, and I'm grateful for that. And if any of you out there have had unfortunate experiences, please know that I'm sending you lots of love and light. So for one of the reasons I guess I avoided talking about this is because I cannot pinpoint any truly terrible stories. And that's probably a blessing really. But I can pinpoint what it's like to be a woman in business. And I guess my other hesitation about wanting to talk about this is that I've never thought about that as being a weakness or a problem. I never really considered it an issue. I just considered it like I don't know, whatever. It was a non-issue. Like of all the things that could have been wrong with me as a business owner, being a female was like not one of them for sure. But I wanted to answer this in a little bit more of a thought out and thoughtful kind of way. And so let's get going on this. So the question we're answering is, what's it like being a female in business and has that ever affected my business negatively? Before I jump into the business side, I wanted to tell you guys a story. Many years ago, my husband and I went to get life insurance. We actually went, not specifically to insurance broker, we actually went to a, a financial planner. And he was talking about the importance of getting life insurance. And at the time, I earned significantly less than my husband did. And the guy looked at us and he was like, okay, so obviously, you know, David, you make this much. So this is how much life insurance you should get. And then he kind of said, okay, Michelle, what about you? Like, let's work out how much life insurance you should get. And I said, but David is the main breadwinner here. Why do I need life insurance? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. And he said, but you look after the children. I was working at the time, by the way, right? And he said, but you, you know, pick up the children from work, right? Or from school, right? And I said, yes. And he said, and you make them dinner? I said, yes. And he said, and you take them to play dates and all that kind of stuff? And I said, yes. 
And he said, and if something happens to you, what makes you think that David will be able to do any of those things without help? Currently, you run your household on the assumption that two parents are running around doing stuff. But if you are no longer able to do that, then he's going to have to pay for a cook to help him cook meals or a meal delivery service. He's going to have to pay for a nanny to pick them up and drop them off and whatever. He's going to have to pay a housekeeper to look after the house. And all those things cost money. So it was fascinating to me at the time that he was able to put a dollar value on the work that I was doing as a mother and as a woman in my household that, to be honest, it's not that I didn't value it. It's that I didn't really think of it in those terms. And it was a really, really important lesson for me to learn that. Regardless of what I was bringing to the party financially speaking, I was certainly bringing effort and energy and love and logistics, right? And that was going to have to be replaceable right? That was going to be replaced by money. So it was a really interesting discussion. So getting back to the business side of things and being a woman in business, I started my career in hospitality through being a chef. And so I kind of came from a chef point of view. And that industry is very, very, very masculine. And at that point in the chefing industry, and when I had my chef life, I felt that male thing for sure, or that male dominance thing for sure. Firstly, almost everybody in the kitchen was male. Not everyone, but lots of them. And there are lots and lots of male pastry chefs. Secondly, it's a very high stress, high pressure environment. People are cursing. People are taking drugs. It's hot, right? People are grumpy. It just has a very masculine energy about it. And also it's physically unbelievably demanding to be a chef. So that was part of it too. Like you couldn't really show weakness. If somebody handed you a 50 pound bag of flour, you know, the expectation was that you could lift it up, you know, chuck it over your shoulder and walk down the road with it. Well, if you're walking down the road with it, you're stealing it. Don't do that. But if you're walking down, you know, the corridor or whatever with it, whereas if I said, oh, I need a trolley to carry that or, oh, can somebody help me? I felt that that was not possible for me. I felt like asking for help was like not the done thing. You know, the blokes could manage it. Why couldn't I manage it? And it didn't bother me, to be honest. I can swear with the best of them. Anybody who's met me in real life knows that I can like swear a blue streak. And also I had the advantage of being six feet tall and physically quite big. And so I never, I guess I was aware that it was a very male environment, but I didn't find it intimidating or bothersome or whatever. I just kind of, this is how it is here. You know, that, that was it. Now, when I became a business owner, I almost felt it more in a way because then the male dominance thing expressed itself in becoming more about belittling what I did. So there was like rather a lot of like, oh, you make pretty cakes. Oh, how nice for you. There was like a lot of this kind of put down kind of stuff. I got patted on the head a lot for doing this little business, you know? Oh, how's your little cake business going? Or, you know, must be nice to play with cake all day. Or, you know, they often refer to it as like a little cake business. Oh, how's that little cake business of yours? There was a lot of condescension, which by the way, did not just come from the men. It came from the women too. I got a lot of people doing that whole like, oh, you're so lucky doing that little thing. And it really, really bothered me. I would get super grumpy about it and super like, it's not just a little business, you know, and I'd get like, <laughs> I had a chip on my shoulder, like the size of 15 kilo block of chocolate. It was just huge. I hated when people were like that. And I learned really quickly that some of dealing with that condescension and dealing with that patting on the head stuff was about how I behaved, not how other people needed to behave. So, you know, if somebody said, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I make cakes. No, I needed to say, oh, I own a business. Oh, you know, I own a small business or I own a whatever. I'm a business owner. I own a shop. I whatever. 
And the more that I described myself in terms that were more powerful or more legitimate, is not the right word, but that were just more solid in my belief of who I was, the less people gave me that patting on the head thing. It still, by the way, does happen. A couple of months back, I ran into somebody who I have not seen in years. And she literally was like, oh, how is that little cookie thing? And I'm like, firstly, lady, it wasn't cookies. And secondly, it's fine. (laughs) And I got really grumpy about it. So I don't know if that whole condescension thing was necessarily because I was a woman as it was about the product. It just drove me crazy. But one thing I did notice is that once I started building the shop, it didn't happen as much. I didn't get the condescension as much because now there was like this very physical thing people could look at. It looked impressive, all that kind of stuff. And then I started to notice the kind of sexist comments. Like the name of my business was Three Sweeties and men would often say stuff like, oh, Three Sweeties, you're sweet enough. Oh, is that a threesome? Oh, like, you know, kind of just stupid, lame comments about it being three or a threesome or me being sweet enough or you know, give me some sugar, be my sugar daddy, this kind of like rubbishy comments. And the best way I knew how to deal with that, maybe I do things differently these days, but the best way I knew how to deal with it was either to respond with some smart aleck remark in response, which I'm pretty good at thinking on my feet like that, or just to kind of level them to an inch high with like a laser eye look, like you will be reduced to an inch high now, sir you know, or I'd say things like, is that the best joke you can come up with? Cause I haven't already heard that 10 times today. <laughs> so I occasionally got kind of, yeah, sexist remarks, that kind of thing. You know, I didn't really love it, but here's the part of today's podcast where I make a big giant fat confession, which I feel hmm, somewhat strange about. The interesting thing since I have run the business of baking is that I've learned that sexism is now an issue in our industry, but not for women, but for men. And I am 100% guilty of being sexist against men in our industry inadvertently, right? I assume that all my audience, right? I assume that I kind of come from a place where I assume that 100% of my audience is female. And that's patently not the case. If you turn on the television, who do you see? You see Duff Goldman, you see Ron Ben Israel, you see, what's his name from Carlo's Bakery? Oh my God, what's his name? Buddy Velastro and all his cousins and brothers and whatever. There are loads and loads and loads of men out there who are doing all kinds of amazing things in their industry. And yet I tend to run my business on the assumption that I'm speaking to women. And the truth is I'm not. I'm speaking to women and some men. Now, granted, it's probably like 95.5 as in percentage wise. But still, I will start a social media post with something like, hey, girls, or hey, ladies, or what you girls think about this. I mean, in my free Facebook group, I've got a hashtag called help a sister out. Why isn't that help a baker out? It should be right? And so it's really interesting that in this industry at the moment, I think we've got like a little bit of a reverse unconscious assumption sexist thing going on here. It's not really great, you know? When somebody posts like, oh, you know, hubby made these cookies or I taught him how to pipe or he's been watching me make these flowers and he wanted to have a go. And then like everybody rallies around this woman and we're all like excited and thrilled. And we're like, oh, that's so amazing of him. Oh, he's so talented. Oh my God. How lucky are you? Oh my God. Why do we do that? We have this like reverse sexism thing going on in our industry. Granted, at the moment, it is mostly women, but it's not all women. And I think that it's probably kind of hard for the dudes to get a bit of a look in. I don't think it's just me. I will tell you, by the way, that I didn't even realize that I do this until somebody called me on it. 
I got an email from a male reader of the blog who actually totally called me on this and was like, Michelle, I find it really offensive that you constantly start your emails with female pronouns or you refer to everybody as women or mothers or sisters or daughters or whatever. And he said, that's simply not all of us out there. And it would be really nice to get some recognition. So Sadly, I will tell you that I still do this to a degree, but these days it's for a different reason. These days I do it because I primarily want to be speaking to women business owners because that's who I'm passionate about. So these days I still do it, but I do it with mindful intention as opposed to unconscious ill intention, really. So that's it's kind of an interesting one. I think that the men are a little bit shortchanged in our industry. We really admire them, but we don't really talk to them. And business people like myself are not talking to them. I wonder if that's because men to a degree, are probably not great at asking for help also. Maybe they're just not showing up to stuff. I don't know. I will say that the couple of men who have signed up for my classes, generally speaking, are a lot quieter. They don't talk as much. They don't get involved as much. But again, I have to wonder if they're doing that because they feel like they're breaking into some sort of weird girls club. You know, it's really an interesting one. The other thing that I get asked about a lot is from my kids, like, you know, how does, and the fact that I travel for work and people will often say to me, how does your husband feel about you traveling and how do your kids cope without you and this kind of stuff, right? Like as if I walk out the door and the whole world just, I don't know, falls to pieces. I don't really get that question to be honest, because at the end of the day, kids know that mom works and that she travels for work and do they love it? They don't love it, but are they going to fall apart the minute I walk out the door? Also not because they've got their dad here. They've got their dad to look after them. How does he feel about it? Well, I actually don't even know because I've never asked him, but I imagine that he'd be pretty proud and happy to be supportive. It's a bit of an unfair assumption that I'm traveling for work and people are like, how do the kids feel? How does your husband feel? And I have to wonder that if he traveled for work, how many guys say to other guys, oh, you're going on a two-week work trip? How do your kids feel about that? How does your wife feel about that? I mean, call me crazy here, but I don't think that happens. Like, I don't think guys ask other guys. I don't think that's a thing. You know, I think it's a little bit ridiculous. You know what I mean? And on that same note of this whole separating women out specifically for business owners, Here's Michelle climbing on the soapbox for a minute here. I honestly think that sometimes there's too much made of the fact that we are females and mothers. So like the expression mumpreneur or fempreneur or fem economy or girl boss or lady boss or whatever. Why can't we just be called the boss? Why can't we just be called an entrepreneur? Why do we need to specifically stand out based on that gender thing. I find this kind of very interesting. Now, I don't hate those expressions by any means. I just like kind of find them a little bit of an annoyance. And now that I've got daughters, I actually notice it and I call it out a lot more. I think by ignoring that kind of stuff and accepting it, we become part of the problem. So I've just seen a lot of this girl boss, lady boss, mumpreneur kind of stuff. And I don't know. It just doesn't sit well with me. I'd rather just be an entrepreneur. I'd rather just be a boss. I'd rather just be the CEO. I'd rather just be the whatever. I don't really feel the need to add my gender to it. It's just part of who I am. Now, of course, there are people who would say out there, well, we need to point it out because it's not the norm and it's important that we point it out and whatever. And you know, okay, if that's how you want to do it, go ahead and do it. It's totally cool by me, you know? I guess the overall thing is that sexism exists in all industries, not just whether or not you are 
the owner or not the owner. And, you know, sometimes you can use that sexism to your advantage. So as a sad but true example, I have often recommended to people that when they are trying to collect money from people, they create an alternative email address like finance at mycakery.com or whatever. And they write their finance letters and they sign it with a male name, even if they are female. Because there's actually been quite a lot of studies that have shown that people respond to male names more than they respond to female ones. So I've actually said to people, if you're having a hard time getting that money off a client, then maybe what you need to try doing is sending an email from a male staff member who obviously is not male and not actually a staff member, but you're using it for the purpose of the email. So interestingly, that's kind of an example in which the fact that we live in a sexist society can sort of make it work for you. Do I think it's fair? No. Do I think it's right? Also no, but if I think it gets the job done, well, maybe we just should do that, you know? Obviously, I would suggest that you go and try and get that money back yourself using your own name and being realistic about it. But, you know, it is true that people perceive women in business differently than they perceive men in business. And I've never had any truly horrible stories. I have had times when you know, we've gone to go buy something for the shop and the men all look at my husband, assuming that he's the one making the purchase, you know, in the same way that if a woman goes to buy a car, she might find that people don't talk to her directly. They talk to her male companion, that sort of stuff. So I've had sexist experiences for sure. Could I say that being a woman has shaped my life and my business? Eh, I guess yes and no. I made a lot of business decisions based on the fact that I was a mother. So I chose to have a shop that was quite close to my house. I chose to have a business that was relatively flexible, meaning that I could look after my kids as much as I wanted to look after them. I chose to do a lot of things which honored the fact that I was a mother, but I made that choice. I could have easily not have made that choice. Like that's, you know, it could have gone the other way as well, but it was a choice I made was to honor the fact that I had kids and I wanted to live that life. As for being a female in business, Look, I've actually spoken at a lot of like mums in business, female in business, whatever, whatever, whatever type events. And people like to trot out the fact that, you know, it's a female bakery owner and whatever. Like I said, it doesn't bother me. I don't necessarily go and champion it too much. And I definitely don't, I guess I don't feel the need to hang my hat on that. I'd always rather that I hang my hat on the fact that I'm a good business owner and I make amazing product and I make my customers happy and I make money and I whatever. I guess I would always rather that my value as a business owner is stood on the backs of what it is I've achieved, what it is I've succeeded at, what I've done, what I'm continuing to do, rather than the fact that I happen to have boobs. I don't quite see the value in that, really. Oh, I'm all for it. If that's something you want to push, personally, I never felt the need to. But I do understand why in the current day and age we feel there is a need to talk about that stuff. And so, hey, you know, by all means, if it works go for it. Talk about who you are, be who you are. And you know what? If that's something that you care about, then I see nothing wrong with talking about that and being out loud and proud about it. Go for it, right? All the girl bosses and lady bosses out there, feel free to like definitely raise the flag for all of us. And then there's going to be some of us be like, hey, I'm just a boss or I'm just an entrepreneur. And that's also okay. So you do you really. But I thought this was a really fascinating question. You know, I could not honestly say that it profoundly affected my business on a day-to-day basis, but I certainly had very interesting experiences. I actually had one not that long ago. Earlier this year, I was taking some new photos for the website and I was doing it in a public street, right? We wanted the background of a bakery, so we were doing it in a public street. 
the number of women who walked by and just like smiled at me and kept on walking versus the number of men who walked on by and who would yell stuff like, smile, sweetheart. You can do better than that. Why do you look so grumpy? I was like, are these dudes for real? Like they feel the need to commentate. Am I standing here and smiling or not smiling? Like, what is that about? It was like really bizarre. So, you know, sexist stuff happens all the time that it happens. It's so much about the fact that we've got to start dealing with it. And I certainly hope that all of you out there who have been experiencing these things do find the strength to stand up and say something and make it stop. And I hope that part of the way that we stand up and say something is by being the best business owners we know how to be, regardless of us being male and female. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you've got something to say about this, I'd love to hear it. So feel free to email me. It's michelle at thebizofbaking.com. Otherwise, have an awesome week. Thanks for listening to the Business of Baking podcast. You can find show notes, links, and other fun stuff for this and previous episodes at thebizofbaking.com. Until next time, may your oven stay evenly hot, your ganache never split, and may you always be in the business of being awesome.